This is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and I need to apologize to each and every member of Steeler Nation because I was on my way to Wild Things Stadium when I got about an hour and a half away my RV Bertha decided to say, I'm done driving. So I pulled off the road, fortunately going downhill two miles, got off the road at Friendsville, Pennsylvania, and sat there from noon until nine waiting to be towed. So not the best place to be on that morning, 80 miles from my destination, just hang out, hung out there. So instead of getting to meet all of you great Steeler Nation people at the, at the terrible tailgate and rubbing elbows with my favorite Steeler players on the field. I spent it eating frozen pizza and Tostitos queso dip from Dollar General. I won't admit, I won't lie to, I drank a lot. (laughs) Might've smoked a little bit, but I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't driving that day. So I tried to make the best of a horrible situation, but even though it was a bad day and I'm still dealing with it, I might even get a phone call here with him still trying to tow this thing out and get this thing fixed. It's been an absolute nightmare. Um, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. A uh, big thing with uh, Total Sports Enterprises today, guys. Today, go over to at Total Sports ENT on their Twitter. Click on it. And you can get yourself a Jack Ham signed jersey, Color Rush jersey for $59. That is cheap. That's his number. So for $59, a Jack Ham signed jersey. I know a lot of us are trying to win them. That is dirt cheap. That's under 60 bucks. Go out there, get yourself a Jack Ham signed jersey. Thanks to Total Sports Enterprises at Total Sports ENT over on Twitter. Um, Big news today as well. The Steelers have added a new player. We have just added a defensive lineman. Looks like an interior defensive lineman, possible nose tackle um, by the name of Doug Costin. So Doug's been around the league a little bit. He was drafted as an undrafted rookie free agent um, or picked up as an undrafted rookie free agent by the Jacksonville Jaguars um, and then also played part of a year with Birmingham and the USFL. So not the best stats in the USFL. Um, had, you know, uh, nine total tackles and a half sack. I'm not sure how many games he played in. It does not say. but his splash ratio for the NFL is pretty high in uh, nine games started in Jacksonville, 32 total total tackles, two passes defensed, two quarterback hurries, forced fumble and a fumble recovery. So pretty good stats for a guy that's not on the field a whole lot. That's what you want to see three TFLs in nine games Um, because that guy's making plays when he gets on the field. Pretty big dude, 6'2", 295, around the same size as Adams, a little bigger than them, because I know Adams and Alu-Alu and Alodikin, or not Alodikin, my gosh, um, Obi-Wan Kenjobi, uh, they're the ones that are hovering right there in the high 280s. Uh, Costin's got a little bit more girth to him, but they're all under 300 pounds for our noses. So look at him to be in the mix. He's a guy that can play in the NFL level. We knew we had to replace a player anywhere that we just lost to retirement. Um, So that's the way it's going. Good luck to you, Doug. I hope you can compete with these guys and make this team better because we all need to get a little bit better. 
on defensive line to help stop this so these run issues we've been having. Um, congratulations too to Ryan Switzer for getting on with his life's work. He has just announced his retirement. So I know he wasn't the biggest contributor while he was here at Pittsburgh, but we all knew him. He worked hard. He worked hard in the offseason. One thing we're, we're gonna that's not gonna show up in the stats sheet that I will always remember about Ryan Switzer is that he was the one hanging out with Big Ben trying to get his arm into shape just about every day over at his house, catching his footballs. That was Ryan Switzer. He went above and beyond to make sure Ben was ready. And we came out of the gates, guys. Ten straight wins that first year. All kinds of big, big uh, plus to Ryan Switzer, too, helping him make sure that, that, that he could be ready to go um, when that sort of went. Um, and interesting also... Uh, and guys, this is your show, obviously. Questions, comments, everything. We go to you, Michael Hall of Fame. We are live. He always knows when we're live. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Glad to see I'm okay. I, this is crazy. I'm still wearing the same shirt from, from Saturday. I've still got on my, my champion Steeler Nation shirt that I wanted to wear on the field and show off to all those great Steeler players uh, because they are all going to be hopefully champions this year. Uh, because I've got high hopes for this team. The team's starting to get some high hopes for themselves too. They're going to be playing this underdog role pretty hardcore. And nobody plays the underdog role or coaches the underdog role better than Mike Tomlin. That guy's going to have this team up to play. And then once we start, who knows, if we end up going 6-0, and because that's a brutal six-game schedule. I know we're playing Buffalo. I think we're playing the Ravens. We're playing Cleveland. We're playing Cincy. Uh, we got some tough, tough games. Uh, Tampa Bay is on that schedule as well, just off the top of head, and possibly New England. Playoff teams all over the place. We're going to be seeing uh, coming up. And, of course, division rivals are always tough. But if we get through those first six games, we get through them four and two. Wow. Look out. We are playoff contenders. Anything above four and two, the league's just going to call us the weakest undefeated team in, in NFL history like we, we were when we were 10-0. and 0. And that was an understatement at the time until everybody got hurt. Ben lost his arm strength, and we got screwed out of being able to win games with that whole uh, Baltimore Ravens can't play on Monday crap. Um, ended up screwing us out of being able to uh, get a full rest after that game, and we just played injured the rest of the year, and that really hurt our team. Um you guys might think differently, but that's the way I feel about it. Michael Hall, welcome to Pittsburgh. Doug Costin, glad to have you in the black and gold. Me too. And guys, Doug Costin comes over from Big Ben's alma mater, Miami of Ohio. Welcome to the team here, Red Hawk. Come on over here and make some plays for us. Hopefully you can make just as bad as many plays as Big Ben did. <laughs> I'm not going to hang it on that guy's head now being like an off-season uh, camp body pickup, but we know it's Steeler Nation. We're like the only we're like the only team, guys. I talk to people all like fans of all the other teams. They do not know their practice squad players. They do not know their undrafted rookie free agents before training camp or before they're rostered. We do. Steeler Nation fans are freaking crazy. We go to training camp and we know those guys coming down the stairs. Uh, Mateo Durant, we know who you are. Sign my autograph. We see you out at Giant Eagle. We're going to ask for an autograph. Sign my terrible towel. Here you go. Welcome to the team. Welcome to Pittsburgh. I hope you do well. Wish the best for you. Because that's what we are, guys. We are blue-collar fans. We work hard. 
We just expect that our players work hard. If they don't meet, if they don't make the team, we don't hold it against them. It's not their fault. We got better players on the roster, right? except maybe Roche that everybody laments at the fact that we let him go. But Jones was killing it. Jones absolutely slaughtered it in in the offseason and outplayed everybody until we hit the regular season. Then he fell off the cliff. Then he fell off the cliff and got out of the league. So crazy stuff. But that's the benefit for being a part of Steeler Nation. Maybe Green Bay is the same way. I'll have to talk to some Green Bay fans about that. But none of my Philly friends know it. No Dallas fan does. Hell, they, they're still lamenting the fact they don't have Troy Aikman and they're not winning Super Bowls anymore. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. How about them Cowboys? Thank you, Ryan Switzer, for your services to the Steelers. Good luck in the near future, wherever you decide to go. Yeah, it's his life's work. Guy's a heck of a guy. He's got a beautiful um, uh, wife as well. I remember talking to him about that when we was on the podcast once. So um, really, really awesome stuff. Um for him, but you know, unfortunately he wasn't as productive in his second year with us. Didn't stay on the team. Obviously he wasn't returning kicks anymore. So we moved on and that's the way it is. Like, I don't think anybody holds it against him. I don't I mean, I didn't want him being on the field that second year because he wasn't making plays, but that was more of the fact that Ben was having trouble getting the ball out too. Um, and he wasn't as good at those quick pat quick receptions. He was a better, a little bit better downfield, but it was the way it worked out and I can't fault it at all. Brian Brown! Yeah, Striker! Hey, how you doing, Brian? Cheers to you, man. I should have a drink. I don't even have a beer on me right now. Hopefully my daughter come downstairs so I can ask her to get me a beer. Tony Phillips, welcome to the cast. Facebook Phillips. Can you give a shout out to my wife, Alex Phillips? She loves her Steelers. Alex, welcome. We hope you get to ask questions too. If you want to jump on your, your husband's account, or if you want, if you guys share an account, I don't know how it works in your house, <laughs> but welcome Alex Phillips to Steeler Nation. We are always happy to hear from our fans. We will give you shout outs anytime because you are the reason why my shows go. My shows don't exist without Steeler Nation. So my salute to you, Tony, my salute to you, Alex. Can't wait to ask us some questions. That's what I'm here for. So great. Uh, Michael Hall, last year they said, we had an 8% chance to make the playoffs. See what they say about us this year. That is spot on. Hell, that was even getting toward the end of the year. We were down to the, in, the, in the cracks and might not be making it. But we found a way. We found a way to get to those playoffs last year. Um, I think we're going to find a way this year if, if we stay relatively healthy at our keystone positions. Because we're a Pennsylvania team. So we have keystone positions here, guys. Who's my keystone players? Who are the players that I believe this team would fall apart if they didn't have them on the field? I've got three on defense. Three players we can't lose on defense. Cam Hayward, number one. Because up front, that's where it starts. My number two, TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. You cannot take a defensive player of the year off of the field on a team that's not going to be as good on offense as they should be on defense because defense has to set the tone. And nobody sets the tone like defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. And I expect him, expect him to have 20 sacks again this year. I do. I really do. He's up over the one sack Mendoza line uh, for his past couple years. I think he's like three or four sacks total under a complete one game, one sack per game ratio on his career. We're talking about Reggie White numbers now, guys. 
Reggie White is his only peer. That is it. Nobody else in the league now touches what TJ Watt has done. Reggie White's the only person that was ahead of him in his first five. Guy killed it. I mean, hell, we were like, he was eight sacks away from the record with like eight games to play last year. Nine games, or seven games to play last year. And he found a way. And he had like 10 sacks to go. That's right, because he had that one four-sack game to put him back on pace to break the record. Guy is sick. But my third Keystone player, it's got to be the guy with the new contract. Got to be Fitzmagic. Like, let's go back over to offense. We have, I, I feel we only have one Keystone player on offense. And I believe he is the position we are going to run the offense through this year. Because we ran through him last year. Najee Harris. This is a Najee Harris offense. Guys, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, honestly. Najee and this offensive line are going to take pressure off of this quarterback. So that is what we need on the field. We need Najee. If we don't have Najee, we are screwed on offense. Because I don't know how this offense is going to tick without having to worry about the running game with Najee on the field. Because he's going to be a monster this year. He's going to be an absolute unit this year. He was a unit last year as a rookie. He never hit the rookie wall. He ran through it. Guy is a specimen. Pro Bowl in his rookie season. You can't draft running backs in the first round. What is that, Kuiper? What are you saying about our Pro Bowl running back that we got in the first round? What are you saying about our running back that didn't fumble at all in his rookie season? What are you talking about our all-pro running back that didn't fumble in his rookie season that set rookie rookie records for the Steelers for both rushing yardage, passing another Harris, and receptions. Both as a rookie. Guy is a unit, and he is our keystone player. If we're going to play action with him, it doesn't matter if it's Kenny Pickett going to play action. It doesn't matter if it's Mason Rudolph playing play action. It doesn't matter if it's Trubisky, who should be the starter, going to play action. Hell, it doesn't matter if it's a Lodekin on the field going to play action. People are going to bite now on him coming up in the hole, play action. Oh, crap. They're going, they're throwing over top of the linebackers now because the linebackers sucked up to the line of scrimmage like they did all last season for Ben. Sucking up the line of scrimmage. Ben's getting it out in two seconds. Linebackers are there. Bam, plays over. Now, oh, what's that? They can throw it eight yards over that? He can throw that 12 yards? Holy crap. Who's this Who's this quarterback on the Steelers that can throw 12 yards down the middle of the field? It ain't Ben. <laughs> Love you, Ben. Love everything you did for us. But we all knew it was time. And nobody went out as classy as you did. And I'm not saying you should have retired earlier because you were still very successful. You still got us to the playoffs. You're still a competitor. And I loved watching every second of you play. But it is... We are now in a new era. <laughs> that is all I am saying. I will never throw shade at Ben Roethlisberger, ever, for what he's done for our team. Ben Brown, everybody is mad about TJ Watt's Madden rating, but they shouldn't be. Joe Burrow is the one who gets to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My applause to you for that comment, Brian Brown. Absolutely love that. Uh, also, here is here is an aspect and a little story I'll give to you guys too. Uh, because I was on a Browns podcast last year. I'm part of the Big Play Network that we're here on right now. I'm going to just take this down for a second. So you can see the Big Play logo here in the corner. Whoop! And um, so we've got a lot of Browns casts on the Big Play Network. And they call me onto their shows every once in a while. And we got to talk in the one time about Miles Garrett. 
and Miles, they're like, you really don't think TJ Watt's got a chance at that de defensive rookie of the year and I, I, our defensive player of the year. I was like, I think he has an excellent chance at defensive player of the year. I, I said, I think he should have won it two previous seasons. Um, they, you have more of an argument the two seasons ago, the first one, when Gilbert won that one for being, for just making insane interception numbers, that's understood, but he got hosed by Darnold la the year before his numbers slaughtered Donald's Donald's numbers, absolutely slaughtered Aaron Donald's numbers, like not even close. And he didn't get defensive player of the year. He had to go and set the sack record to get defensive player of the year. Hell, I, I, I bet you he, he can still lead the league and he led the league in sacks the previous season also. I bet you he can still get 20 sacks this season, league the lead in sacks, and might lose out in defensive player of the year. Why? Because we expect him to do it now, which is absolute crap. The guy should get hit for his worth. And right now he's playing the best ball ever, but now he's playing it as a 96 on Madden. Guess who's a 99? Miles freaking Garrett. <laughs> that is the that is the aspect of that Madden rating system that I find absolutely hilarious. Because it came out on our threads, the Garrett rating 99. Everybody's going nuts on the uh, on the Steelers chat for the all the writers for SteelerNation.com. And they go, What world can you ever list Miles Garrett as a 99? And I wrote back in a virtual one. <laughs> Because we've got like a 68 player on our left tackle that hoses him. A rookie. More. Ate him for lunch. Om nom 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 nom. Ate your lunch. He drank your milkshake, Miles Garrett. I drink your milkshake. That's what more did to you last year. And you want some more this year? You're going to get it. 99. Gretzky. Look out. Here comes Gretzky. Because he's on ice skates trying to get around more. Oh! <laughs> That's just off the top of my head, guys. I hate him. I mean, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy that beat one of our quarterbacks in the head with his own helmet. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Michael Hall, striker, not football related, but are you going to watch the MLB All-Star game tonight? No. <laughs> quick, quick answer, no. Will this monster puncher improve on his yardage this season? If not, will Mike move him to inside linebacker? Great take, Brian Davis. Love it. That's why that was my favorite joke. I'll be, you know, like I'm six foot, 185 pounds with a pocket full of nickels. And I'm like, you know, I, I could play in the NFL, but I'm built like a punter. That used to be my joke until we drafted Presley Harvin the third. <laughs> and now we've got a unit as a punter, <laughs> a guy that makes the bus blush at his size. But hell, I'm fine with him playing inside linebacker if he can make plays. But I do honestly fully expect him to rebound. You got to remember, like, the first game he ever played in in preseason was the best punting game I've ever seen by a punter in NFL history. He had four punts, and he, he housed all four. That One was like a 60-some yarder. One was a, an absolute launch. One was a line drive where he bounced it off the guy, came right back to him. They picked it up for a fumble recovery. Third one, knocked it, back roll right at the one. I mean, the guy was absolutely sick and just hammered, hammered the ball that whole, that his whole first preseason game and his four punts. I forget what the fourth punt was now. I know it'll come to me, but, um, but all four punts were just like, wow, wow. Oh, the, the other one was, was a sky punt that was just like fair caught um, inside the 20 where the guy couldn't move. And it was like a 50 yard, 55 yard uh, sky. It was insane. 
just sitting there under it. But I fully expect him to be that potential a punter. I think he's a little banged up. His head was definitely not in it last year. He lost his dad and he lost his grandmother in the same season. That is tough on anybody, guys. Hell, Tuitt lost his brother and he's not playing football anymore. And I don't fault him for that either. My brother lost his wife this past year. We've been spending countless, countless uh, weeks with him just to keep him moving forward. You can't get over that. You, you you lose your soulmate after 10 years. You don't get over that in a day. You lose your brother of 20 plus years. You don't get over that after a day. That is stuff that takes years to get over. So I fully, fully, my heart goes out to these players. And Presley Harvin III being one of those guys. Lost his dad that he's known his whole life. Lost his grandmother that he's known his whole life. I, I don't fault a guy for that, especially losing them both in during the same season. Absolute tough, but expect him to rebound this year. I, I definitely hope he does. Scott Punswick, welcome to the show, Scott. Calvin Austin, everybody's going to know that kid's name very soon. Now, here's a cool story or like a cool point about Calvin Austin. All the Steeler Nation, uh, uh, we had the um, our leader, Justin, was over there, our editor, Brandon. We had one of our writers on the field uh, for the game, the softball game. Calvin Austin was there, all of them. Everybody interacted with Calvin Austin. They said he is the most genuine, cool, down-to-earth guy. I just saw a tweet go out today, too. I think it was from Teresa Varley. Is either Brooke or Brooke Pryor or Teresa Varley? Pretty sure it was Teresa Varley because they're the only people like I, I get the quotes, the the, ta- the tweets directly to me. But they stated it is really hard as Varley. It's really hard not to root for this guy after getting to talk to him and getting to know him a little bit. Guy is very genuine, hard worker. And I, yeah, we got to root for him. Hell, he's, I'm built like him now. He's, he's like under 5'10". He's like smaller than my size, but he's like 165. Every Guys around the league, like everybody at home. You're like, that was the size I was in high school. I could play in the league. No, you can't. You don't have the blazing speed in the hands of this guy in the root running. <laughs> I like to think I could. I had amazing hands. I had good root running. I did not have deep speed. I had zero deep speed. Uh, I would have been a possession receiver if I made it through to, to the NFL, but I didn't have the, the skill to do that. <laughs> it's good enough to rip up my flag football leagues, rip up my rec leagues. Uh, nobody could defend me on those, but on a real field. And that, that was, we were playing against the track teams. We were playing against the baseball teams. We had some fast people out there too. I was good enough at running my routes that I could get away from faster players on my breaks. That's what DJ does. That's why I love DJ so much. That's why I defend DJ so hard because it's so fun to watch him run routes and put that foot in the ground and just watch the other Defender go a completely different way because he did not know when he was stopping, what he was doing. DJ's on a different level, guys. He's absolutely on a different level. Love watching him. Brian Brown, Ryan Switzer, the only man who can take 30 steps and go five yards. I don't know if you guys also remember like Hank Poteet taking punts on punt return. Hank Poteet was like one of my least favorite punt returners in Pittsburgh Steeler history uh, because he'd take he'd bring the ball down and then he'd just like step back and forth and not go anywhere like eight or nine times. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, like he's like, does this choppy step quintuple octuple juke and jukes no one and gets demolished. And I'm like, why is Hank Poteet taking kicks? And I think that's the last time we had a defensive player uh, returning kicks on our team. I mean, Rod Woodson, give me him all day. (laughs) Hank Poteet. No, nay, never. <laughs> no, nay, never, no more. <laughs> Brian Davis. Pickens will be in the running for the Offensive Player of the Year. He is so 
big and strong. Just saw a tweet on Pickens. It was, uh, I don't remember if it was Matt Canada or the offensive coordinator, or if it was the um, wide receiver coach. They came out with a tweet today just stating like, he looks bigger than he did at the draft. He's he's uh, he's amazingly bigger. And that, this is something like, uh, I read an article over by Alex Kazora, or not, I think it wasn't Kazora, it was, it was on the depot. Um, and they talked about, you know, it's been over a year since he had his, uh, his, he ripped out his ACL. So that's, you know, that was in spring previous year. He did come back and play at the end of the season, was a big part, made some big plays for them to win a championship. That's why you get a guy like George Pickens in the second round. But he's had his time to recover. But that whole year, he had atrophy. He lost weight. He couldn't put on weight. He could not work out to his full potential because he atrophied. Excellent point. But now since like spring on, he's starting to put on the pounds. He's out there training. He's out there conditioning. He's out there running. He's 100%. Look out, league. If this guy's on, I want to see this guy in Claypool. 100% on the same routes. Honestly, you're going to have some real mismatches. If you see those guys doing crossing routes, <laughs> look out. Look out. It's going to be this is going to be a fun offense to watch, guys. This is going to be a different offense. This is a completely different offense than watching Big Ben go back in the shotgun, throw to three receivers and a tight end or four receivers. That was the Big Ben offense. It, it it's pretty much the offense he ran all the way through Miami of Ohio. The run and shoot. Four receivers. This is a new offense, guys. This is going to be play action. This is going to be a lot of pre-snap motion. A lot of offensive personnel switches and package switches. This is going to be a more cerebral offense this year. And it has to be. Because our quarterback is not as good as Ben Roethlisberger. He can't do it on his own. We have to set him up to succeed. And that's how you do it. Misdirection. Get people moving to see where the blitzers are coming from, to see if there's a blitz going or if everybody moves back. Okay, now you can get your assignments. Did somebody miss somebody? Now I can throw the ball. Now it's an RPO. Should I hand it off here? Did the, did the uh, linebackers drop? That's what they're doing. This is what this offense is going to do now. Ben couldn't do that. Ben could not sit at the line of scrimmage and run an offense. He looked so uncomfortable when he had to do it on short yardage plays. And hell, he was the most uncomfortable-looking six-foot Six, six foot five uh, quarterback ever trying to get a first down on a quarterback sneak. Tom Brady's the same size, guys. He had never had a trouble. He just slapped center on the ass and bam, he was ripping off for three to five yards because he had no fear. Some reason Ben had some fear with those quarterback sneaks. Rarely ran them. Of course, he wasn't running them these last couple years when he was hurt. Uh, Alex Phillips. Alex McCall Phillips. Hey, there's another shout out here from Tony. <laughs> Great to see Rick Giddings. Welcome back to the show, Rick. I don't care what any of these analysts say. We are better off this year with Mitch than we were last year with Ben. I firmly believe that. And I agree, Rick. And I'll, a couple points to just to bring on to your point. Our defense is now improved. We filled a lot of holes from that run defense getting another interior um, uh, linebacker that can pound the run and play the pass, getting Tyson Alu-Alu back, having Adams ready to go, picking up another defense tackle here and, and Doug, who we just got today. Um, so we'll have to see. And then, of course, spending a lot of capital on that left defensive end spot. Okunjobi, this guy can play in the league. He's a good player. He's a playmaker on the left side. 
We don't need him to do everything. Wormley, hell, he was a heck of a playmaker for us. And then we still have Loudermilk and Leal in the in the wings. Somebody did the research last year. I on I got a um, a question on this for the podcast on Friday from SteelerNation.com in the football forum. That's where I take my questions. Uh, so if you guys want to ask questions for the podcast, which I usually record Thursdays and air them on Friday, um, those he said that like all of the draft things for Leal had him as a first round talent. Everything that he read, like four or five, he went and researched them all. So he dropped to us in the third, essentially. Steelers knew what they had. They knew they wanted Leal if, since he was on the board at that time. And it was good that we were able to get a quality piece on day two for a position that ended up being a vacuum position when two had left. So that was definitely a smart move by the Steelers. Really smart move. And we are deep now. We are four players deep. We at least have two great uh, backups on each side. So happy for that. Michael Hall, Najee Harris is a hybrid between Bell and Lynch. Strength and speed. And you know what they say about speed? It kills. That is what Najee is going to do. When Bull sees red, they get out of the way, part the seas. Now, here's what I really like about Najee Harris that we haven't talked about. Well, number one, I already talked about ball security. Guy is the best ball security running back I've seen come out of college. High, tight, nobody could get it. Nobody got that ball last year, and he had a butt-ton of touches. Butt-ton. Steeler record for touches, Steeler for attempts and rushing, Steeler record for rushing yardage, Steeler record for receptions. So he caught more balls than a rookie ever caught in Steeler history. He ran more times than a Steeler ever ran in Steeler history for as a rookie. With all of those touches combined, didn't put a single ball on the ground. Not a single ball. That is the best, best thing about him. But here's what I like about him, and it's his, it's his short area athleticism. He isn't as like quick stutter steppy like a like a Barry Sanders or an Adrian Peterson, but what he does is he lines up his moves very well. Like his steps are so fluid when he goes into a spin, when he's going to put a hand on you and throw and get that power to throw you into the ground when you're off balance. That is the type of stuff. It's like watching a dancer. It's really fun to watch. Um, that one play, which I always allude to where he was running to the right-hand side, to the sideline. Two defenders came down, nobody to block him. Nobody in front of him. He was going to get manked in the backfield. He put his hand on the inside defender, pushed him into the other defender, and ran for another eight yards. No other stealer. I've never seen a stealer running back ever do that. Not even, like, bus. I've seen a power through guys. But he threw a guy into another guy to rip off yardage on a play where he should have been tackled for a loss. That was the most awesome thing I saw out of his highlights last year. And then, of course, he'll hurdle people every once in a while. That's something our players have never done, our running backs have never done. This guy wants to get up and he wants to jump. So get up and jump. <laughs> Old Red Hot Chili Pepper song from the first album. Um, Brian Brown, striker getting his tailgate vehicle ready. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> And the, the coolest part is, Brian, I got a, uh, a wheel cover on the back of my, my RV that says, that has the Steeler Nation podcast logo, the one that's right up here, the bug right there. That is on the wheel cover of my RV. So you guys will be able to find me in the parking lot. I'll tell you guys where I park. We'll hang out. Um, I usually hang out with the, the terrible tailgates anyway, but I stay there. Like I'll drive down into Allegheny Park on Saturday and I'm there for the weekend, guys, because I get in there. I can park for free after five. If I get there at three, I pay for two hours. Sunday's free. Monday, they don't hit the the, the, the place till like 9 a.m. 
So I can get up and roll out at my leisure. And I got a free place to stay in the middle of Pittsburgh. They have great breweries now there off of, um, it's not Ridge Avenue. And it's not North Avenue. It's right between the two. But there's killer breweries right there. Why are the names slipping my head right now? I've been to all like three or four of them. Crap. Um, but yeah, they're slipping my head right now because <laughs> I'm not in uh, tailgate mode and uh, Steeler season mode. But yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, Michael Hole, Donald had one more game played than Watt, and they took that into consideration and gave him the defensive player of the year. Even JJ and Derek were shocked, in my opinion. He still is considered a two-time defensive player of the year. I don't care what people say. You're right. TJ played less games than Donald did that, that year, and he destroyed his stats. All of them. All of them but one. I forget that one stat where Donald had more. Killed him everywhere else, though. Absolutely slaughtered him in stats. And he, and he wasn't playing on the line of scrimmage. So there's you cannot give me an excuse, guys that Donald should have less sacks or less tackles for loss than TJ Watt, who's coming from an outside linebacker position, who's running from farther away. Right there. That tells me he should be defensive player of the year over that guy. Having to go a farther, longer distance, usually having to go through two, three guys as well, because they do double team Donald at the line of scrimmage, and he still doesn't make plays, and I do understand that argument. But stats-wise, they didn't touch him. They did not touch Watt. And I think they got, Watt got hurt that they didn't make the playoffs. I think that's the only reason why he didn't get defense player of the year. So it went to Donald. <laughs> Screw you. Michael Hall, shout out to AAA for not doing their job, dude. They are, they are, they suck. I had my, my other truck breakdown in Mechanicsburg a couple weeks ago. They couldn't tow it that day. That was like at, at uh, I met them at two in the afternoon. They're like, we can get that there tomorrow. I went nuts i lost my mind and i had to call back to apologize because i was swearing at him and unfortunately i got the same guy on the phone i'll say look i i want to first say i apologize uh because i lost my mind but we figured out another way got it towed the next day move on and that's what i did so brian brown buried it at the one yep yep that's right that punt buried at the one Man, that stuff, Striker. Condolences to your brother. Thank you, Brian. I do appreciate that. I'm, I'm planning on spending another two weeks here with him coming up. We're going to Pensick. I don't know if you Western PA fan, uh, people know about Pensick. It's in the uh, Slippery Rock area. It's like a two-week. Everybody dresses up in old costumes and fights on large battlefields and just lives the life of squalor for two weeks. And uh, I'm doing it with him because uh, he's a blacksmith. His blacksmith is, is going to be there, and I'm going to help them strike their tent and put up their tent and work the... Uh, Work the booth as well. So I'll have a grand old time. I always do. Uh, they're good guys. But that's where I will be making sure my brother's taken care of at Pensick. <laughs> if you're there, let me know. Come on by uh, the, the Fiergal Blades blacksmithing tents. And the, guys, this isn't unfortunately, this isn't like a renaissance fair. This isn't something you can just walk into and go. You have to buy a ticket for a week. So you're there for a week. Or buy a ticket for two weeks, which I did. So that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to try to do some podcasts, probably in garb. <laughs> maybe with a knife or a blade, but hell, it's going to be fun because that's training camp time. And we got to talk about training camp. I will be excited to read about that every night. Brian Brown, the Steelers must successfully run the ball. Truth. It's going to be a Najee Harris offense. Michael Kamal, the best Steelers podcast. Uh, oh, I haven't, I haven't heard that guy to tell you the truth. I've only just been doing my own, but if he's good, I, I hope I at least compare in some way, shape or form, Brian Davis. <laughs> Get ready for some G-Striker QB sneaks, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. 
<laughs> Brian Brown, the Steelers signed some defensive linemen from that horrible football league that just ended. Costin, yeah. It, we talked about that at the top of the show. Doug Costin, he surprisingly can still make splash plays for the limited amount of snaps that he has. He's got marks at passes defensed. In nine games started, two passes defensed, I think. Fumble recovery, fumble, forced fumble, a uh, couple tackles for a loss, a couple quarterback pressures. So the guy's doing a good job in limited snaps. And that's all you expect to see out of a nose tackle that's trying to stop the run. I'm happy for that. And I don't say he's going to be a starter, but he might be He might be a piece. He might be competing there with Adams. Michael Scott Joyner. How you doing, Michael Scott? Good to see you again. My concern is still no solid backup for Harris, as far as I know. Yeah, we got to start making uh, uh, arguments for McFadden. Um, Canada had him crowned last year to be the backup. Going into to uh, after training camp, going into the regular season, he was our guy to be back up to Najee. And I like that because he can catch and run. Plus, he's way faster than anybody else that's running the ball on our team. He has elite running back speed. He's like fast Willie Parker. We get, And now we got a whole lookout. He's going to rip off the yardage himself. So that's one thing we got to look for. Mateo Durant also got a lot of athleticism coming as an undrafted rookie free agent from Duke, I think. Um, so possibility there as well. We never know. We, this is a chance where an undrafted rookie free agent running back may take either McFadden's spot or Snell's spot and stick on this team because you can do it. You can do it if you can show you can play better than them and you can stay out of the hot tub like McFadden. McFadden, stay out of the cold tub in the hot tub. We need you on the field. Brian Davis, I think this defense is the best group since Troy retired. I think bringing in Brian Flores is the biggest game changer. Yeah, and that's going to go under the radar because we lost uh, Butler, who was always our linebackers coach, overseer for linebackers. Now it's Flores. Flores oversees the linebackers. I know we have specific like uh, outside linebacker and inside linebacker coaches as well, but he's overseeing the linebackers and he's essentially a, an assistant head coach and he should have an assistant head coach title to tell you the truth. Um, because that's the way it sh like he should only be going up as an offensive coordinator or a head coach somewhere else after the season guy. We, we, it's a, it's insane. This is a bigger coup than, than picking up, um, that offensive co co uh, coach we all love. Uh, not Munoz. Damn it. <laughs> Munchak. <laughs> I knew it would come to me eventually. This is big as Munch. Getting a guy like this, it's going to really help out Miles Jack. It's going to really help out Devin Bush. And we need it. We, re we really need somebody to help out on the X's and O's for those guys. Help to elevate Highsmith as well. You, don't, you just leave your hands off a of Watt. He's going to do it no matter what. I want to see, though, this year, if Watt and Highsmith start doing swaps. Like, if they're, if they're defending, but that was the problem last year. They didn't have to swap because they were never defending Watt. Like, they have two, three guys on him. He'd still find a way to get pressure and knock a ball down. It's like, that is the craziness. But I think when you get a defensive player of the year, your job as a defensive coordinator and as a smart coach is to move that player around to confuse the other team, to confuse blocking schemes, and just have them thinking at a different level, and then you ha all of a sudden have somebody else blitz in and kill the quarterback. Force a fumble, change the game. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see out of the defensive coordinator this year, Austin. You got some big shoes to fill, buddy. <clears throat> Brian Brown in Mechanicsburg. The irony, I know. Justin was the same way. He's like, oh, Justin, you should have called me. But I, my brother, Justin Stryker, who also 
also lives over there in Mechanicsburg. He picked me up from the park and ride and I hung out with him with a few hours, which is good because I haven't seen him in like a year. Um, really missed him and his family and his two girls and his wife and they made me dinner and it was nice. And then my wife came up, drove up from Maryland to pick me up and bring me back home. Um, but yeah, Mechanicsburg, I know that area well. I lived in Hershey. My sister's in Humblestown now, uh, but I lived in Hershey for four years growing up in middle school. Uh, Brian Davis, I have State Farm Roadside Assistance. Used to have AAA. I'm very glad I switched. Yeah, I have I have the RV package. I don't know if I'll talk to my uh, State Farm agent about their stuff for uh, RV and toes and stuff. But uh, yeah, hopefully you can get some of the stuff subsidized. We'll have to see. Uh, it would help. <laughs> Scott. Scott Punswick, how you doing, Scott? It's been a bit. What's the chance of a live show from St. Vincent Striker? Depends on when I get this RV back, Scott. <laughs> I'm looking at the calendar right now. I was trying to go up for the first day of training camp, which is next Wednesday. So I would like to put on a live show um, either that Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and that would be just a fun way to do the vidcast for that week. I might, I might just do one just to get it psyched up and not do a podcast. Um, cause I'm going to be pretty hard onto the training camp then from that time on, but now nah, I have to do one for training camp one thing, but either way, yeah, that Thursday would probably be ideal. But when I get back from Pensick, it looks like I got a shot at maybe that Tuesday or Wednesday, the 16th or 17th doing a live show. So just going to check the schedule here. Cause I'm a geek and I put everything on my calendar. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I'm looking to do for for Steeler training camp, at least for that section. And I think for this one too, yeah, only 7-7 is the one where there's a different timing. Everything else is a 155 start. So yeah, look for the, put this on your calendar, guys. If I get my RV back in time, I'm looking for the 27th to do it. First day of Steeler training camp. Otherwise, I'm looking for the 16th or the 17th in August to do it. So mark it down. Hopefully I will be there. Hopefully... The RV gods will look will shine down in favor of me and allow me to get my RV back into Western Pennsylvania on my way to Pensick and be able to have a live vidcast at St. Vincent's. And hell, I'll try to figure out a way too if I can get some of you guys on site to ask some live questions. That would be a lot of fun as well. So I'll let you guys know about that coming up. Uh, Brian Brian Davis. No, I was tagging him in your podcast, Striker, so he can watch. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you, Brian. Well, thank you at least for the the for saying I'm I'm like the best podcast ever. So I really appreciate you, and I thank you too for your awesome questions and being part of our Steeler Nation friends group here, guys. Because it's it is just so fun to talk and interact with you, and especially after I, I've had an absolute crap four days. I really have. I've had really not much to look forward to, and just getting punched in the gut time after time after time after my RV. My other vehicle was messed up too. Uh, my Pepsi one van, I've had that in, or Pepsi uh, zero sugar van. Finally figured that one out. It, it was like riding bumpy as hell. Guy took it for a drive. I'm like, trust me, it's not riding right. He's like, I took it out on 70. It was fine. And he got back. Water pump busted. But the water pump was just replaced two weeks ago. What was it? It was the clutch fan. Clutch fan went, that was making everything shake, everything go to crap. Probably destroyed this, the serpentine belt, which is the reason why I had to take that back from Mechanicsburg in the first place. <laughs> That's just the way it crumbles, guys. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> but to have you guys here to talk to is always a joy. Really. It it's, keeps me up, especially a guy that's prone to be down every once in a while. You guys pick me up. Really do. Michael Hall, you might not have read my comment last week, but in your opinion, who would the past... Who in the past in the AFC North on defense 
was a more destructive duo, James Harrison and Troy Polamalu, or Ravens, Ray Lewis, and Ed Reed. Now, that is an excellent, excellent um, association. And I, I think that that is apt. And the crazy stuff, too, when you still had uh, Lewis and Reed, you, you had Suggs out there, and you had Nada on that field also. You had four slobber knockers on that team. Absolutely destroyed us. And we still found a way to beat that team every year, especially when it mattered, especially when it came down to win the division, especially when it came down to winning the playoffs, especially when we were down big that one game, ran a freaking fumble back for a touchdown while we're sitting around grabbing ass on offense. We still found a way to come back and win that game. That was awesome. But we also had some great players on that defense as well. Woodley was insane there for a few years. Uh, We still had Hampton up front, monster. Ike Taylor, underrated, but shut down corner. Shut down corner. I mean, we haven't had an an island corner like that in a while. I love Hayden. Hayden's an awesome, smart corner. Ike Taylor, I I think, was a little bit better than Hayden was as a stealer. Hayden as a Brown was better than Ike Taylor ever was. Ever was. But still love me some Hayden. Hayden's up there as well, too. I, I can't. We can make it. We can have an argument on the show about who's better, Ike Taylor or Joe Hayden, as a Steeler, and be a solid argument on both parts. But if you had to put my foot to the fire on that, I mean, honestly, that was the reason why the Ravens were competitive with a rookie quarterback, with a young quarterback in Flacco, making it to the AFC Championship game with that young kid, trying to go through us in the playoffs every year and getting stomped. The only reason they were there was because of those guys, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Ed Reed was like taking back every ball. Both of them defensive player of the year players. Both of them. Same thing with Troy and Harrison. Yeah. Excellent, excellent thing. But I'd have to say, I've got to give it a little bit more to the Ravens because their offense wasn't good. It was not as good. They were running offense. Steelers knew how to stop the run. Steelers knew how to slow down and limit a young quarterback, and they did. They, they always do. It was a LeBeau defense at the time. Us, we had a great offense. We had Heath Miller. We had Heinz Ward. Uh, Antonio Brown. Mike Williams or Mike Wallace. Sorry. Um, we had some great, great players. We saw the bus. We had fast Willie Parker, uh, great players, <laughs> hall of famers on offense. They didn't have hall of famers on offense other than Ogden, who is the biggest man I've ever stood next to, <laughs> but that is it. They didn't have, they didn't have hall of famers at skill positions on that team. Definitely not at receiver, not at running back. They had good running backs, not awesome running backs. They had serviceable receivers, not even a great receiver. Oh, they did have a Sharp, or not not Sharp, yeah, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, the tight end. He was an amazing player. And he was a great piece for them to win their Super Bowl in 2000. But like we're saying, when we're getting to the the 2005s to 8s to 10s, yeah, he wasn't on that team anymore. So, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting point. Scott Punswick, we need a live podcast from St. Vicks' Striker. You can do it. I will work on it. I think I'm going to have to work out my uh, my soundboard and use a directional mic just so you don't hear wind the entire time. But let's do it. We'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll get everybody excited about it. I'll try to tether off my phone and make that happen. We haven't even gotten to training camp. The Steelers have had some good running back prospects. Let's see what happens. And there's still some prospects available. Um, I can go over here even to like uh, spot track and um, check out who the available running backs are. I think Johnson's still available. I know we keep talking about Johnson as a running back um, being available. So uh, son of a gun, I got a pop up here, <laughs> but yeah, I'm scrolling down here quickly. We've got 
David Johnson's still out there. Um, sorry, uh, Le'Veon Bell is no longer out there. He it looks like he's going to retire. It looks like he also laments the fact that he did not play that 2017 season. That's on him, man. If he was on this team, we would have won that Super Bowl. He can't keep Shazier healthy. Butterfly wings, who knows? Maybe Shazier would still be playing in this league if that didn't happen. Don't know. Um, still have Alex Collins is still out there. Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. You got some serviceable guys. Carlos Hyde still out there. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Le'Veon Bell is on there, but I, I don't think he's going to play this season. I really don't. But great points. Michael Hall, five weeks till the Steelers football preseason to begin. Yeah, I, okay, I, I think just preseason, but as long as it's Steelers football, that is all that matters. And you're 100% right. Heck, I think the Hall of Fame game uh, is coming up then this week. Do I have that on my calendar? Usually I put this crap on my calendar. Um, Yeah, it should be on the 6th or the 7th. So now two weeks. Two and a half, we should have the first Hall of Fame game coming up. Yeah, and then Pittsburgh and Seattle on the 13th. Don't know if I'm going to be there. I think I might still be in Pensick, depending on when everybody breaks camp and leaves out of there, but I'll have to see what's going on on that. Brian Brown, striker at Latrobe. If you get to talk to anyone in the secondary, will you ask them to please, please bring back the Willie Gay dance, please? I always liked it when he got on the ground and celebrated with uh, – uh, Joey Porter, when he was the quarterback's coach, Joey Porter for all the craziness that that guy is guy is a hall of fame talent. He had six stats over at Miami as well. When he went over there, he did not wilt like a 17 sack season. Uh, guy was killing it over there in Miami. Um, came back as a coach. He was the, re- he was a big reason why we ended up winning that Cincinnati game. Cause he got in the, the heads of those weak minded players where they where he took a penalty on the field because they weren't as mentally tough as Joey Porter and helped out an additional 15 yards to guess in field goal range for that chip shot win in Cincy. Great game. See you next week, Striker. See you, Michael Hall of Fame. I'll see you soon, bro. Awesome. Thank you for joining me on the show, as always. You, I know. I know what you meant. Pittsburgh is going to the Super Bowl. No other way. We're the only team with a song about it. I got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. I've got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Who else has a Super Bowl song besides the Super Bowl shuffle? But that was like a, a, a song about that Super Bowl. We as fans aren't like, oh, we can't talk about going to the Super Bowl, guys. We'll, we'll jinx ourselves. No, we expect to go to the Super Bowl. We sing songs about it when we start winning the playoffs because we get a feeling. And we felt that feeling before. And we've got to feel on the good side of that feeling six times and been there eight times. So looking forward to more and more great opportunities for the Steelers, hopefully this season. James Ferrier was amazing. It's so underrated. He was part of that defense too. That's a great call, Brian Davis. And borderline Hall of Famer, in my opinion, as well. Really an underrated player. Underutilized at the Jets. Them trying to make him an outside linebacker. We pulled him inside. Potsy was amazing. Potsy destroyed people. I got to have him on a podcast once. I interviewed him once. Amazing guy. So fun to talk to. So fun. Brian Davis, this is a must-win season with so many contracts running out next season. I don't know. We don't have a, we have some, we have, we have a good amount of contract contracts going down, but the, we have the core locked up. The core is locked. Even the, the free agents we brought in, most of them are two years. 
most of them. I know Lodekin was a one year, um, but he's a rental. Hell, we might be going to get JJ Watt next year to play that left defensive end place. Keep that in your mind. I've been saying it for a couple years now. Love to get him on the team as well. Bell retired. He is now a pro boxer. <laughs> that is it. Going up against Adrian Peterson. I mean, I love me some Bell. I talked about this on a podcast or a vidcast before when we were joking around of it. He's going to get his bell rung. <laughs> you're going to hear the opening bell, and then you're going to hear nothing but Bell getting hit. <laughs> and he can't get saved by that bell. <laughs> because AP is a specimen. He is chiseled from granite. Le'Veon Bell is paunchy on a jet ski. <laughs> what he was still supposed to be playing. Paunchy on a jet ski versus chiseled in granite. And we already know Adrian Peter Peterson can hit. Just ask, ask his kids. We already know he can hit. I know that's a low blow, but shouldn't hit your kids, AP. Grow a set. Brian Brown. There is nothing more fun than doing the Willie Gay dance in front of the TV after a pick six. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. AP will kill him. Yes, he will. <laughs> All right, guys, it's eight o'clock. I'm going to start doing my rundown. You guys get last word. As always, it's your show, Steeler Nation. But thank you for joining us on the SteelerNation.com vidcast part. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Go to TSEshop.com right now or go to their Twitter. At Total Sports ENT, be part of this great giveaway. Only 59 bucks for a signed Jack Ham Color Rush jersey. Do it now because it runs out today. Under 60 bucks, you have a signed Hall of Famer jersey. You can't touch that, guys. Color Rush, beautiful. Podcast will be released on Friday, probably around noon. Go to SteelerNation.com. That's where we run it now since we've left the DK uh, Pittsburgh Sports Network. Um, read our great Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles at SteelerNation.com. We've already hit 2 million hits this month and we still have another like 10 days to go. Steeler Nation, you are killing it. This might be our first 3 million month and we haven't even started hitting preseason training camp or the regular season. You are what makes our website work. And this is why we're blowing up because our content rocks. Can't touch our articles. SteelerNation.com. We should be your homepage or a high bookmark that you read every day. Awesome stuff over there, guys. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com or Facebook SteelerNation.com. Tweet us or follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SM podcast. Instagram Steeler Nation podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Steeler Nation. That's where all the stuff re-airs. If you miss a cast, you can watch it later, guys. If you subscribe, you get the ding. You know what's up there. Oh, I get to watch that later on tonight. While making breakfast, while making dinner, while can't go to sleep, I'll put you to sleep with my voice. <laughs> SteelerNation.com, YouTube.com slash SteelerNation. Be a part of it, guys. Uh, and make sure you're following me, Steeler Nation Striker. I finally got to fix my handle on TikTok. So I am at SN Striker on Instagram, on YouTube. Or sorry, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok now at Steeler Nation Striker. Thank you for joining us. For the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. Now I'm going to use Steeler Nation as soon as I can find the right window. Here we are. Good show, Striker. Go Steelers. Thank you, Brian Brown. You have a great evening, my friend. 
Brian Davis. Thank you, Striker. We love you. Thanks for doing the show. I love you too, Brian. Oh, you guys are the best, man. Nothing picks up my day other than you and my cat on my lap, <laughs> even though she's a Bengals fan. <laughs> but I will be there. Steal I'm your host. Go Steelers. Thank you, Scott. Love you too, Scott. But I'm your host, G Striker, along with my kitty cat, Lexi, Brian Brown, Scott Punswick, Brian Davis, rooting along with all of you, Steeler Nation, as always. Go Steelers!